ഹിമുറിയുമാനുഫലിഹോൻ Honorable ulama, respected elders, brothers, mothers and sisters, firstly we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for having blessed us with this opportunity to have woken up once again as believers. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from among those true believers which follow each and every sunnah of the lifestyle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Respected listeners, this beautiful religion of Islam is built on pillars as well as principles which have been divinely ordained by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So after bearing witness and testifying that there is none worthy of worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is our final messenger, we come to our second pillar and our second principle which is none other than salah. Now salah holds an extraordinary status unlike other obligations. This command of salah was given, to Allah subhanahu, given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam during the ascension which we know as Mi'raj. Now before going any further, let us take a look at a famous letter of Umar radiallahu anhu and he sent this letter to his administrators of the time. And he says, إِنَّ أَهَمَّ أَمْرِكُمْ عِنْدِي الصَّلَاءِ فَمَنْ حَفِظَهَا وَحَافَظَ عَلَيْهَا حَفِظَ دِينَهُ وَمَنْ ضَيَّعَهَا فَهُوَ لِمَا سِوَاهَا أَضْيَعُ Umar radiallahu anhu sends this letter to his administrators and when he sends this he writes, In my opinion, salah is the most important of all your obligations. So whosoever protects on his salah, whosoever safeguards his salah, has safeguarded his religion. And whosoever is negligent in this matter and whosoever neglects his salah, then indeed he will be negligent in other things as well. Now, respected listeners, this letter or rather this executive order from the ruler of the vast empire of the Muslims of that time to the officials of his government give us a, gives us a glance to the importance of this emphasized command in Sharia. But unfortunately, respected listeners, we find that this is one of the most grossly neglected obligations in our lives today. Not only is it neglected, but those that perform it, we need to ponder and we need to realize what kind of salah are we performing. The words of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, يَأْتِي عَلَى النَّاسِ زَمَانٌ يُصَلُّونَ وَلَا يُصَلُّونَ A time will come upon the people, يُصَلُّونَ They will be performing salah, وَلَا يُصَلُّونَ while they were not be performing salah so what is meant by this yushiku an tadkhul al masjid al jami' fala yara rajulan khashi'a a person will enter in, in jami' masjid a big a huge masjid filled to capacity thousands of musallis and you will look around you will look right you will look left and you will not find one person with khushu one person with concentration in his salah and what has led to this unfortunate situation that we are facing 
one of the key contributing factors is that we have forgotten how fortunate we are, we are to have this beautiful gift of Salah. We have forgotten the the benefits of this fundamental principle of our deen, while we are in the presence of all the persuasions of Salah in the Quran and Hadith, one can only wonder how can, how, how can a sane believer be negligent in this matter. And respected listeners, and if you dig deeper into this matter, we find, if you dig deeper in this matter, we would find no one can even plead that they do not know of this obligation. And they did not know of the extraordinary importance of this obligation, even, even if a person never, he was unfortunate not to open a Quran in his life. And he was unfortunate not to have listened to a hadith in his life. Then he cannot even, he, he cannot even have the excuse that he has not listened to the Azan, which has been, been called five times a day in various masajid throughout the world. Hayya al-Salah, Hayya al-Falah, come to Salah, come to Salah, come to success. And we cannot even, if you dig one step even deeper, we cannot even plead that we do not know and we, we find that this obligation was too difficult for us or perhaps it was too time-consuming for us. This beautiful deen goes to great extent. It goes to great length to accommodate our circumstances. For instance, if you cannot offer your prayer standing, then most certainly the deen has you covered. You may sit and perform your salah. Yes, if you have a... If you have a valid excuse, you may sit and you may perform your salah. If you cannot sit and perform your salah, you are unable to even sit. Then the deen has you covered here as well. We find that you may lay down and perform salah. You are traveling. Sharia has you covered here as well. Instead of performing four rakats, you may perform two rakats. You cannot find the qibla. Use your best judgment. My dear respected listeners, what excuse do we have left? What excuse will we have on a day when we, were, we, will be pre- when we will be present in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? One question, what good is salah? What good is salah if a five-time namazi is stealing? What good is salah if that very same five-time namazi is committing zina? What good is that, that salah if that very same namazi is com- committing all types of sin? My dear respected elders, and one of, the ma- one of the most famous things we hear now and then is, yes, I don't perform my salah, but I have a good, clean heart. Yes, my dear respected brother, your good, clean heart is an excellent feature. And we need many more people in society that have good, clean hearts. But by us going against the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by us stepping out of the boundaries of Islam, how will we gain salvation? How will we enter Jannah? How will we... How will we get the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in the Quran, Indeed the salah, indeed that very same salah which you are performing, indeed those evil habits which you have, indeed those evil and those, those, those terrible habits which you have, the salah will wipe out that fahsha, that shameful act. It will, it will wipe out that evil act. Because respected elders, good and evil can never mix together. Good and evil can never mix together. Soon your good will overpower your evil. If only we knew the greatness of the salah. If only we knew the value of this beautiful gift which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has gifted us with. Daniel alayhi salam, one of the famous, one of the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, was told thousands of years before this Ummah came into existence 
that, oh, Daniel, there's a ummah to come. There's a ummah to come. And this ummah will be given such a salah, that if the salah was given to the people of Nuh, then the flood which have destroyed them would have not destroyed them. And if this very same salah was given to the people of Ad, then most certainly, then most certainly that scream, most certainly that scream which destroyed them, and most certainly that winds which destroyed them, it would have not destroyed them had they be given the salah. The punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that befell the nations of the past would have not befallen them had they be given the salah of the ummah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How fortunate are we to have this beautiful salah in our lives, yet we find this has become one of the most grossly neglected obligations in our lives. Sahaba radiallahu anhu, they knew the true value of the salah. It was the year 622. It was at the time of Fajr salah. Umar radiallahu anhu goes forward to read the prayer. After performing the first rakat, he stands up for the second rakat. And as he starts the surah Fatiha, a Majusi man by the name of Abu Lulu comes close to Umar radiallahu anhu. He comes out of hiding and he strikes Umar radiallahu anhu with three blows, causing him to fall down. At this point, what Umar radiallahu anhu, what was his only concern? He looked to Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf radiallahu anhu and he instructs him to complete the salah. Complete the salah, complete the salah. These were men that knew the true value of salah. These were men that knew the true value of salah. That I am in such a position, I am lying on the floor. I am lying on the floor, but I know what is more important to me, that the salah should be completed. These were men that walked on the path of true iman. These were the men that walked through the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They walked with the sunnah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If you look in the life of Urwa bin Zubair radiallahu anhu, and who was Urwa bin Zubair radiallahu anhu? He was one of the seven, one of the famous seven jurists of Medina. And Urwa bin Zubair radiallahu anhu, on a certain occasion, he comes to visit the Khalifa Walid bin Abdul Malik. And during his visit in Damascus, he had taken his son with him. And his son, unfortunately, had wandered into the barns and he had wandered into the stables of the Khalifa. And as the son was in the stables, unfortunately, one of the horses of the Khalifa had kicked him. And due to this blow, he had fell to the ground and he had passed away. Understand the pain. Understand the agony. You are taking your son away from home. You are taking him to visit the Khalifa of the time. And now an unfortunate incident has to take place. Urwa bin Zubair radiallahu anhu is saddened with this. He now goes and he buries his son. And just as he is burying at the end of, his, of the burial procedure of his son, he notices that there is a sore on his leg. There is some, there is some, there is some type of boil on his leg. And this was causing him extreme pain. So Urwa bin Zubair radiallahu anhu, understand he is the guest of the Khalifa of that time. He, he would receive the greatest medical attention at that time. So Urwa bin Zubair radiallahu anhu goes back to the Khalifa. Walid bin Abdul Malik, he instructs that the best doctors of that time come and attend to Urwa bin Zubair radiallahu anhu. And all the doctors come and they come to the conclusion that they are now going to cut the leg of Urwa bin Zubair radiallahu anhu. 
And Urwa bin Zubair radiallahu anhu is saddened. And they say, Urwa, we have to cut your leg. And the only way for this is that you have to drink some type of alcohol. And this will assist you in, with the pain that you are going to experience during this. So as they take the knife to cut the leg of Urwa bin Zubair radiallahu anhu, he says that I will not drink any alcohol. I will not displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at any time. And he says, the only way I can do this is that if I perform two rakats of salah. So Urwa bin Zubair radiallahu anhu goes into prayer. And as he's performing his salah, the doctors now take the knife and they start cutting the leg of Urwa bin Zubair radiallahu anhu. Thereafter, they take the saw and they start cutting through the bone of Urwa bin Zubair. He says, at this point, at this point, I became unconscious and I fell asleep. He said, when I fell asleep the next morning when I woke up, I was very saddened due to what happened to me. Not because my son had passed away. Not because my leg had come out. I was saddened that my leg had come out because the very same leg used to help me to stand in Tahajjud Salah. He says, for so many years I was performing Tahajjud Salah and that very same night when they had to cut my leg off, that very same night I had missed my Tahajjud Salah. He said, for that reason I was saddened. For that reason I was saddened. My dear respected elders, look at the taqwa, look at the life of our tabi'een, look at the life of our pious predecessors. They knew what was more important to them. They knew and they used their limbs for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They did not use their limbs for the displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My dear respected elders, let us make a firm resolution that each and every one of us we're going to start performing each and every salah. From the, very, from, from, from the morning, our Fajr salah, till our Isha salah, not only, leaving our, not only reading our Isha salah, but reading the Sunan, reading those Sunnah rakat which we're supposed to be performing with our Isha salah, reading our Witr salah as well. These are the actions that are going to enter us into Jannah. Yes, through the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will enter Jannah. But as well, we need to do great actions. We need to do the fundamentals of Islam. And through this, we will enter Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the complete understanding of this. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the complete understanding of this, the, the fundamental principle of our deen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to implement the salah in our lives. Not only in our life, but in the life of our children. And this is the only way forward for us is to take our children to the masajid, for us to educate our children on the importance of salah. Our children are watching us. Our children pay, my, uh, pay much detail to the minute actions that we do. So most certainly if we are performing our salah, this not only will encourage our family, this will encourage the children of our neighborhood, this will encourage all our children's friends as well that to perform salah. This is such a great command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us good health. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us in each and every endeavor of our life. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.